morning. This morning, we have been studying on discerning of spirits or distinguishing of spirits. And uh, and I started uh, this last week talking about distinguishing of the Holy Spirit, how to see the presence of God and understand the presence of God in an environment, a service, or in a, in a church activity. Some people really measured the, the presence of God on Wednesday night suppers. And uh, perception uh, is one thing. And so I've, I've named that a general discernment, meaning through education, through uh, reading books, through uh, uh, studying the Scriptures, to understanding biblical foundation, the purpose of the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, the return, uh, how to get along with others, the biblical base of forgiveness and repentance. And that increases your ability to understand other people. For instance, Mrs. Mary comes in and cuts Mrs. Roberts right in the middle of the kitchen because she made a mistake. And... uh, uh but on Sunday, she sings in the choir. And so, something is wrong with Mr. Mrs. Robertson because she is completely out of, out of, out of, out of hand and, and just uh, out of control. And so, you realize that that lady is having an issue, a problem, or, and so that's perception. And so, I made a difference between general discernment of perception from the distinguishing of his spirits, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit from God, is something that comes into your mind, giving you information related to good or bad uh, on how to perceive it. So, so, so distinguishing of spirits is actually a miracle that can happen in your life. And, uh, and I've talked about uh, discerning the Holy Spirit discerning the soul of a person, the spirit of a person, discerning the environment, discerning how, how things are happening. For instance, here is an interesting example. We come in Brazil to a small church, and suddenly everybody that comes in begins to kneel down before they, the beginning of the service, and they're on their knees behind the, under the pew right there praying. Well, that just... Uh, Physically, visually, it's really quite an experience because you, you're watching them kneeling down and you feel, feel good about it. But there's more than feeling. Suddenly, there's a good environment. There's a good thing going on. God is just acting and moving. And, uh, and, and you can see as the praise and worship begins, it just comes, it just raises you from, from dead to life. And uh, as opposed to another church to where nobody talks, they're all staring at the Sunday school uh, at, the, at the pulpit. There's no activity. There's no movement. Things are dried up. There's no actual life involved in that. And, of course, uh, you can understand one from the other. And so discerning of the environment of the Holy Spirit, of human spirit, uh, 
can be a general thing based on your Christian knowledge, but also can be a distinction. So what is that separates one from the other? Is that the distinction of spirits brings some new information. It brings something special in relation to somebody in front of you. And, uh, and so today we're going to deal with discerning of evil spirits. And by the way, it's not a good thing to teach on. But I have to do it because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I have to put this part of this Bible study into this study. Because we're involved in so many things in relation to spiritual, in the life of others, in the life of our lives, that uh, it's hard to believe. You know, one of the, one of the persons to, to be able to, uh, that is so good to listen to and talk to is Don Olson. Don Olson is an ex-Marine. He is not only an ex-Marine, but he is a man that uh, was expelled out of the Methodist Church because he told the, the, the committee uh, 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 that he spoke in tongues. And so they just uh, totally just kicked him out of the Mississippi Conference. But he has been so kind and so gentle about that. He has a daughter that is, uh, has a, 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 a mental uh, illness, uh, was born uh, with a defect. He takes care of that, uh, of that daughter of, her, of his, and, uh, and he is just a blessing to anybody that meets him. When you look at him, there's nothing there. But as he opened his mouth to preach or to pray, you've got to be impressed. There's just an, uh, an awesome presence of God involved in him. Uh, for instance, John Walker, you know, he doesn't say much when you meet him. But after you hear him preach, you are impressed because he is just ministering the word in, in, a, in a powerful way and God is speaking through him. And so discerning our evil spirits, good or bad, is very necessary. So let's take a look first. In the, number one is discerning of spirits is a revelation from God and not from men. And uh, it involves bringing false prophecy into view. So if you're hearing something from the mouth of somebody that is biblical and they say something to you that is a complete, utter lie, you're going to have a revelation from the Holy It comes to you to respond to what you hear. It brings you to understand that. So let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 12 to 15. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. Okay, let, let's stop for just a moment, Shannon, okay. and let's go to that uh, uh, it's, it's 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, and uh, look at verse uh, 12 to 15. But I, what I do, that I will do. In other words, I will continue to pursue the course of life. Words, I'm going to do what I've been called to do. That's what he means. And then what? That I may? Verse 12. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. So anything that will give his enemies an occasion to find fault in him. Mm -hmm. He is saying that I may cut off occasion from them to, to desire occasion to accuse me. I have to just keep on doing. Okay, then what? For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. 
No, no, finish verse 12. Oh. Okay. And I'll keep on doing what I'm doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. Verse 12. That wherein they glory, they may be found even as we... What translation are you using? NIV? Did not give you a Bible? I yes, I, you need to get to that Bible because the NIV took the bottom of verse 12 out. Okay. So it's wise up. Look, that they may be found even as we, if they are interested in your money, let them conduct themselves as we do and not to take your money. So he is, how about verse 13? For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. So he's saying that some workers then, have deceitful workers have uh, what they want is the money. In other words, they, it's not. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with being paid and getting money to. I'm talking about business and church in lives. False prophecy, deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Meaning, I'm talking about leaders that are constantly emphasizing giving of money. And then what? And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So what Paul is saying is that uh, this happens because Satan himself is able to transform, be transformed into an angel of light. And so discerning of spirits, it is a powerful gift. Because it reveals. Let me give you an example of that. This came to my mind. And every time I come to my mind, I'll stop and, and tell you the story. But I flew to Louisiana. I don't know, Shreveport. And a pastor picked me up at the airport. He had dark glasses. And he stood with dark glasses all through the four nights of meetings. So I finally had enough of it. And the Lord began talking to me. And I took him to the bedroom, to the, to the, to the back room of the church. And I said, uh, Okay, brother, let's take these glasses off and let's talk about it. He said, I knew, Rick. I knew you were going to tell me. I knew that this is, this is. And, and what simply, what simply is happening is he was a plain alcoholic man drinking right during the service when I thought it was water. And he is just bound up, barely able to walk to the altar. And so we had a prayer. I'm not, uh, no, no accusation, no condemnation on him, just a prayer. So God deliver him from alcoholic. Behave and be able to be now. Uh, the Holy Spirit revealed to me and discerned something wrong. And uh, and all I do is to pray with Him. And uh, so, uh, when it's a revelation from God, then what happens is you have fruits. False prophet has no fruit. You might not like me. You might not pay attention to what I do. You might have a bone with me, but you can't lay, raise the bone that the ministers don't have any fruit. Because God has just done thousands of people blessed and healed and delivered and set free. Amen. So discerning of spirit is a revelation from God about some evil spirit that is lurking or being a part of your life and you don't know what to do. Number two. This is, this is, this is about demons. See, demons have expression. They respond to the presence of God. 
So, when there is an expression of a demon, it is actually the end of it because the presence of God squeezes that expression out of it. And people say that when that happens, you have a demon. Well, not really. You had a demon. So the expression of it is an indication of movement in, the, in that, and that person is beginning to be set free. Uh, how, did, how did I learn this? I learned this as, uh, as, as, uh, as people in Brazil become rigid and fall on the floor. Others uh, foam at the mouth. Others make horrible sounds during the service. First Presbyterian in Savannah, Georgia, early, early 70s. My father is preaching, and this woman began to make horrible noises. She had to be removed out of the choir by the ushers, and my father had to leave the service, and I began to, 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 to preach because he, she needed healing, and it was an expression of an evil spirit inside of this woman. So the presence of God does the work. You don't have to do nothing. Amen? So the expression of a demon is the end of it. And you have to watch the expressions because the expression itself is repetitive, it's constant, and it's ugly. So sometimes when a a, a evil spirit is in operation in front of you, the room fills with uh, anger and void and, and, and sadness and morbidity. And, and horrible things begin to happen inside of that room. And you simply have to take an attitude of reprimanding the evil spirit. By the way, you never yell to the person. You take authority over the evil spirit. You don't belittle the person or accuse the person. You accuse, you talk to the spirit in the name of Jesus. You don't, uh, uh, you don't accuse or condemn or harass the person that is experiencing, you harass the evil spirit in it. To say to anyone you have a demon, come out, okay? It's really wrong because the person don't want that demon either. The person is struggling with a problem. And also, the language that you may use don't have to make a reference to a demon. You can make reference to the situation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against this feeling of morbidity and death. God, I come against this voice that accuses constantly my sister, and I ask you, Lord, to set her free by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, have mercy on her, God. I stand for her right now, and I command that she will be blessed by you today, Lord. In other words, you don't accuse or condemn or use false language that is deterrent, accusatory to the person. Amen? Okay, let's go to to another one. An evil spirit can cause illness. Now, remember uh, in our book we studied how illness is based. And I mentioned five areas. Sin, illness related to sin, illness related to sins of others, illness illness related to uh, demonic activity, illness related to uh, hereditary conditions, And then illness related for the glory of God. Remember, I have five divisions of illness. So this example is Luke 13, 11 to 17. It is infirmity. 
So let's take a look at that. Who's got that? I do. Okay. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has, has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but okay. the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. Okay. So this is a Sabbath. Jesus comes to the synagogue on Sabbath. On purpose. And a woman was there who had a spirit of infirmity. Now, since you read the NIV, tell me what they say about verse 11. I just read NIV. You did read NIV. Okay, good. So it says spirit of infirmity. Okay. Now, how, how long did she have? How long, Taylor? 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. So, so... Many times in the scriptures, it actually gives the count of how many years that infirmity was there. So give me another example of years in a healing in the New Testament. Uh, they'll say like he was blind from birth or crippled 30, from birth. 30, 38 years. The man was 38 years old. He was born blind. Okay. The difference between a man who is infirm in, in this example which is, I think is uh, John 9. You have, you have signs and you have wonders. Signs deal with regular healing. Wonders is recreative power in that man's eye. He was born blind. When he came out of his mother's womb, his eyeballs weren't there. He's blind. Blind. Or if the if the if the if the eye, eye, eyeballs were there, they were not operative. And so now, when Jesus heals that man, the eyeballs are recreated. That's a wonder. Now, the the question here is: the Jewish would say it was born because of sin. But if you look in John nine, is that right? He mentions that it was for the glory of God, wasn't it? Right? What, what verse is that? John 9, what? Okay. Uh, his disciples saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? He was born blind. Jesus answered, Need this man sin or his parents? But the works of God may be performed in him. So, are there miracles in which God performs? Yes, there are. I've experienced many of these miracles. And it's kind of interesting. Nobody tells me anything. After I leave, six months later, the pastor called me and tell that woman was healed of this that night. Somebody was healed of this that night. Which is a wonderful thing that you do not be a part of it because it's not your business. But in this case, Jesus approaches this situation and, 
in Luke 13. So let's take a look. And was bowed together and could no wise lift herself up, lift up herself. In other words, a curvature of the spine. She was an example of what Satan has done to the whole humanity. Mankind in general, at least I'm reading my footnotes, at least in general, one way or another, has a spirit of infirmity brought on by Satan and bound together as well. Man in no wise can lift up herself, himself. Meaning, it is a curvature. It is, there's no way to unbend that. And I've seen that so many times. You know, I was, uh, went out for pizza yesterday uh, for Mary Lucy on Sunday morning, I think. And, and suddenly I got down there. There's a man out of the car driving halfway up, curved all the way. Had to open the door for him. And, and that called my attention to, to that. Uh, when Jesus saw her, means that uh, it was unsolicited. She didn't ask, but Jesus moved in. And, and, and. So are there unsolicited, unsolicited miracles? Yes, there are. And there are miracles that are solicited. People ask. People say it. Matter of fact, confession of something wrong is the beginning of healing. It's difficult when somebody says nothing's wrong with me. Because God can never do anything for that person because nothing's wrong. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. It's a wonderful thing. Okay? And so what happened here? Jesus discerned in this woman a need because she had a spirit of infirmity. So he discerned an evil spirit. It is, a, it is a very, very difficult scripture to accept, especially in the year 2019, because nobody believes that anymore. But, look, he laid his hand on her. I mean, he, he, he came to her. He called her to him. He didn't go there. He called her to him. And so somebody, when he called her to him. How do you call her to him? Woman, can you come here a minute? Come here. And she turned around and came. So just by the act of Jesus calling her, do you think that that begun the miracle? When Jesus saw the widow at Nain, and he said, don't cry. Do you think the miracle on the calf, on the coffin of the boy already being taken in place? And so when there's a spirit of infirmity, there's a sense of authority. The distinguishing of spirits discern the spirit, discern the ears, discern the person, discern the environment, discern the weather, discerns the water, discern the movement, discerns everything. Discern every single act. You know, Jesus is uh, in Capernaum, hundred feet from the from the from the from the synagogue, in the house of Peter. And there comes Jairus, my daughter, is seriously ill, is going to die. Have mercy, kneeling down. He just walked, took off toward toward his house without any delay. Meaning, what did Jesus see? A man 
that was truthful, a man that wanted a miracle, a man that, that believed, a man that was telling the truth, a man that had a daughter who was, who was, who was dead by the time he got there. And so this exchange of spirits brings a lot of information to the, to the person that believes. You look at all the things and you begin to get it. So, so look at uh, 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 the end of this scripture. And when Jesus saw her, saw the environment, saw the people around her, saw, saw the curvature, saw her soul, saw her, her, her heart, he said unto her, he called her to him, said unto her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Woman, you are loosed. What is that uh, you find in Acts 16? I mean, Matthew 16. Do you know that scripture? Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in heaven is loose on earth. The, the idea here simply is that, is that uh, binding means intercessory prayer, supplication unto God. That's the first key of deliverance and healing. Then the second key is, is uh, 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 authority. Because loose means, uh, what is 1 John 3, 9? Is that right? When you, when you say loosed, you mean I destroy it. I come against it. I take it apart in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. The concept of untying. Untying. When Jesus came into the donkey before the triumphal entrance, he said, Unloose him and untie him and bring him to me. Uh, 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 untying, loosing means destroying. And so, she laid his hands, he laid his hands on her. What a, what a beautiful statement. Laying your hand, the Savior laying his hand on a woman that was so crippled. What a wonderful thing. You know, that's what I... That's what I'm praying uh, for my wife, Mary Lucy. You know, she glorifies God yesterday, lifting her hands up in church. And her hands are shaking. She's just, she don't stop shaking when she, it's an unbelievable sight. And she's singing praise unto the Lord on Sunday morning and just glorifying God and praising Him. And, uh, and I'm saying, oh God, lay your hands on her. Deliver her, God. Set her free, you know. Uh, and by the way, how do I consider my wife's illnesses? It is hereditary. In her family, there is a history of that. And so I'm asking for a mighty miracle. And it could be also for the glory of God that God will heal her completely. So anybody who is involved with Mary Lucy these days, just being blessed by seeing things, you know, the way, the way she, she, she begins to laugh, just uh, rejoice and full of joy about certain things, isn't it? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That, that brought me up. To, I need to talk to you soon. Okay. He laid his hands on her and immediately, you know the word immediately? When Paul in Troas saw the vision of the men from Macedonia, it says immediately. I mean, middle of the night. Come on, guys. Come on, Barnabas. Let's go. And bang, took off. When God speaks to you and there's something happened, you, you move fast. You don't procrastinate. You don't you go. I love that. I love that. Look, sometimes 
an evil spirit can come. And I want to tell you a story to close because I can't finish this study until tomorrow. But I had in Brazil two Volkswagen vans. And Volkswagen vans is notorious for accidents. Jesus uh, is called a Volkswagen van in Brazil. It's called Jesus is calling. You're going to buy one of those? Jesus is calling. And so, on a very rainy night, the group got in, in the two vans, and we head on to the church. Suddenly, one of them breaks. And something busted in me. I just lost it. I got up, went to the woods by myself, because I I want to yell and scream and shout and cuss. You know how it is when you had it. But as I began to pray, I, I decided that I needed to be humble before God. So I just put my Bible down and I said, Lord, I'm, all, I'm soaking wet in the middle of the wood. Why do I have to have this? Lord, would you, would you tell me why do I have to go through this pain? Every time I go to preach this too. And the Lord says, well, you love those old vans. That's an evil, that's a spirit of used cars that you love. Junk. Honestly, I've driven junk most of my life. Almost 45 years of ministry. Bad vehicles, horrible, falling apart. Just loved it. The Lord says, you know, it's, it's up to you. You want to deliver from this evil spirit? I'll set you free. I said, yes. Tell me what to do. And the Lord said to me, I heard this clear. Take both of them to the first person that buys them and accept the offer, whatever it is. Oh, that, oh what a relief. And so I went there and uh, uh, we got taxes for the group for the second van. And said you stay back with one of the vans to repair the piece of junk. And we repaired it and took it to the... Took it to the first dealership on Monday morning. And the guy said, 5000 I went to preaching somewhere in Curitiba. Somebody gave me a $13,000 gift. With a similar two vans of 13000 we bought a beautiful little Kia that sat about 19. From there, we got to the bus. And I never drove a, a, a beat-up car again. It didn't work. Never. Would you want to be delivered from something that's assailing your life constantly? And if you do, God can reveal. Discerning of spirits reveal to you. Maybe you have a spirit of a evil spirit of used cars. <laughs> Beat up. No good. We've been assailed by used cars, but all of them have been good up to now. Amen? Betty's driving a very good car, and, and Matthew's driving a very good car. And, and God is just blessing us. But do you know something in your life you'd like to be delivered of? Hmm? No? Sure? Okay. How about you, John? Staying late watching basketball. Just didn't play out. Okay. How about Matt? I have to give John a little bit of credit. I, I have a little bit of a, a stay up late watch I'm basketball. About, I'm not talking about spiritual things. Okay. Is there something of a spiritual nature that you need to be yes. be set free? Yes, Rick. Pride. 
Pride. Okay, John, now spiritual nature. Yeah. Think about Raymond. Think about Cindy. Think about Shannon. Yeah, I got mine. Frustration. Frustration. Anger. Tired of it. That's good. Okay. Cindy. How about Shannon? I'm probably the same as Raymond, getting frustrated and quick to get angry about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be Spirit of losing things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. Okay. Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray, God, that you deliver us from every, every evil suggestion, evil insinuation, evil accusation. And help us, God, to be able today to say, come Holy Spirit, deliver and heal us, because we need healing. In the name of Jesus, I come against pride, I come against accusation, I come against rebelliousness, I come against rejection, timidity, shyness, ineptness. We come against mental illness, we come against any thought of evil that disturbs our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow.